you're going to have to cut out a couple seconds of of what the fuck. Fun for me. I'm trying. Right. I'm trying. Okay. Greetings and welcome to the Untold Horrors podcast, the show where two horror-loving film nerds mine the depths of Tubi to unearth undiscovered treasures. Our mission is to help you discover great Tubi horror films you never knew existed. I'm Jamie, and I'll be one of your tour guides for this expedition. I'm joined by my co-host, Stephanie, who had the honor of picking this week's theme for exploration. Steph. Phony. Why don't you tell Ooh. the folks what subgenre you chose to explore and the three films you picked based solely on the brief to be synopsis and poster? Please. That's um. what's happening with my name there. I don't know. <laughs> I said a special because you're special. OK, well, I guess I'll take it. I mean, it's probably not true, but I'll take it. All right. So I, I think I told you when I picked my theme. It, it felt relevant at the time, but some time has passed. But it, I was like, oh, well, all the kids are back to school. So let's do like a school theme, um, which like anything that like kind of takes place in the classroom or involves like student bodies. Um, yeah. So kids have been in school for a little bit, but that's OK. We're still going to do school horror. So, Jamie, which school horror film did you pick on Tubi for us to talk about? I chose Camp Blood First Massacre. And Camp Blood was directed by Mark Polonia, who is probably best known for direct-to-video horrors uh, like Feeders, Cannibal Campout, and The Woodchipper Massacre. And these days, he collaborates with filmmaker Brett Piper, which means he is probably at least a little bit responsible for Cocaine Shark. So, <laughs> just so you know what you're getting into. So what was it before we get into talking about that made you want to uh, talk about Camp Blood First Slaughter? Well, there are like seven or eight of them on Tubi, and I just wanted to try one. And okay. I tried it. We tried it, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I... Uh, did you uh, Did you watch it all? Of course. No, I, I, you don't ever have to ask me that question. I will always... I'm a professional. I will watch. I may suffer, but I will watch every last minute of a film because I don't believe I don't believe you can criticize a film or talk about a film or dissect a film in any way if you haven't given it your full attention and, you know, made at least made an effort to be as invested as possible. I was going to say that I think we, I think it was last episode where we were we were kind of talking about how we've had this. I, I'm going to put curse in air quotes but we've had this curse of watching really good movies and while that has been fun from a cinephile perspective i don't know that it always is super fun to talk about because there's just a lot of like yes this was really good and the cinematography was great and the acting was great and blah 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 um i think we did a really good job breaking our curse with this um oh, little selection and going down a road, because as soon as I like when we picked it, I did not know this was a Polonia film. And then as soon as I started watching, I was like, oh, fuck me. This is like, a Polonia film. 
<laughs> God damn it. Like I knew I knew choosing a slasher, especially like a slasher called Camp Blood, which is very derivative and, you know, um, like a straight to Tubi kind of release that there was a good chance it was not going to be high art. But as soon as I saw that it was Polonia, I was like, okay, we're going to, we're going <laughs> to, we've gone so far past to high art that, um, yeah, we're in a whole other stratosphere at this point um, of what we're about to experience with ultra, ultra. I mean, I know low budget is something we talk about a lot in indie horror, but this is so ultra low budget that it's like, you know, your parents gave you $5 to go make a movie um, and said, have fun. And this is definitely what it feels like, which can be charming and can be fun and can be like, I'm all for DIY filmmaking. But you definitely have to know what you're getting into because uh, it, it, it's almost from the get-go. You're like, oof, this is going to be, this is going to be a watch. This is going to be a rough one because this is like shot on video. Uh, it's it, it's not going to look good. Nothing nothing about this is going to be good in the traditional sense. Why? I I believe I asked this question about uh, the Satan's Children too. They know that these are low-budget movies that they're making. And they want to make money, right? Why Camp Blood? Why would someone make Camp Blood so bad, even unintentionally? Why? Why didn't somebody come to them and say, "Look, instead oh. of spending this on a movie, why don't we go and buy a shitload of Stern and Vinegar Syndrome discs, and we have a great fucking weekend?" But oh, instead, I totally, they make Camp Blood. I totally disagree with that assessment. Not to like hate on you, but like. Oh, please do. Uh, uh, first please of all, disagree. I do think this guy makes a, a pretty decent amount of money. Um, it, and I think he kind of has to, given the volume of films that he's churning out, I think there's an audience for this. And I do think it's smart. Listen, if you have... I I know that there's sometimes an exaggeration. I generally think these are like a, several hundred dollar movies. I, I don't... <laughs> I, I, maybe that, maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, I really think that this is made for pennies. Um, but let's say like you have very limited resources and obviously if you're trying to make money, the goal, and this is why horror is so profitable and popular is because the goal is spend as little as possible. So that there's the highest return possible. But if you have very little resources and you know, you can't make like, he just doesn't have the resources at that sort of budget to make a he could make a better movie, I would argue, but I don't think he has the resources to make an actual, like, really good, polished film that looks good, sounds good, is, you know, pay, he can afford to get really good actors. So I think the fact that he leans into it and he's like, you know what? Like, we can't make a good movie. So let's make a bad movie. And then let's lean into that and have fun with it because there is an affection for so bad it's good movies. And I do think this is intentional. I don't think... There is any pretense here that he is making high art. I think he knows exactly what he's making. I mean, it's, the man who makes Sharkenstein and Noah's Shark and Sharkula <laughs> knows exactly what the fuck he's he's what what he's delivering, who his audience is, and what they want. And he there is no pretense to anything other than that. I and I think that's smart, honestly. But there's no there's nothing tongue in cheek. There is not it's not a black comedy. It's like I mean, I don't know. It seems to me like he's taking himself seriously. I, I did I not know. get that he was saying, I mean, I, you know, we, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying we have very different perspectives on this. I got, I, now I will say to you, 
And I had this same complaint with Cocaine Shark. I don't think it's fun enough to be so bad it's good. Like, I don't think it is silly and campy enough to be actual fun for my taste personally. But with that said, I don't think that this is supposed to be. I think this is supposed to be like a legit horror film. I don't think this is supposed to be good. And if it is, like, I'm so sorry. And I, I feel bad saying that. And I would never say that to somebody that I thought was really putting in great effort. Um, <laughs> but this feels like this. Feels it was like, an effort to watch this, you know, it, it was it was a slog. It was not easy. Um, and I like for full, full disclosure, so I don't come off like a pretentious asshole. Um, I like a good so bad. It's a good movie. Like I've watched plenty of movies that really lean into camp that are quite enjoyable and they're they're pieces of shit. But but like lovingly, you know. Um, this isn't why this isn't why is that? that this isn't fun enough to be that. But I'm just saying that if it was, if it leaned more into that, I would have been on board. I'm not somebody who's like, oh, oh, my, this is oh, not, yeah. you know, this is not the elevated art that I'm used to. Um, but it's not. I mean, there are there are some. I, I'm going to say I chuckled a few times and there are some scenes that are so outlandish and ridiculous that I was a little bit like. I don't know. I, I feel like I have to applaud the effort here because it's or the effort or the lack of effort or the effort to make it look like there was no effort. I'm not sure what the actual thing that's happening here is. Um, but for instance, I'll give you a an example of when I was like, I don't I don't this is this is so insane that I don't even know how to think. Um, every time you got so there's obviously a lot of like this is one of those air quotes homages to slashers in which it yeah. just really steals from every slasher that ever was. Uh, and it's named Camp Killer, Blood, so that tells you a lot. Killer um, Vision, the camp, the campfire, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically every single trope you've ever seen just mashed into one movie. Um, and whenever you get the killer POV, like a la Michael Myers, in order for them to show you that it's killer POV, which you would know without them emphasizing this, but there is this like insane heavy breathing that happens. Oh, it's it, it's the, it's the yeah. loudest thing in the movie. And when I say heavy breathing, I don't mean what you probably think I mean when I say that. I mean, it sounds like somebody who's very out of shape trying to climb stairs and, you know, just really, really struggling with every step. It sounds like... He's very winded and he's really, really struggling. Um, the killer. It doesn't sound like the kind of heavy breathing that's a little bit like, you know, like what you get in something like Halloween where it's like breathing through the mask and stuff. It's 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 comical. It's exaggerated. It's over the top, which makes me think it must be intentional. I hope. Um, but it's it's insane. It's the nuttiest, nuttiest thing you've ever seen. Michael Myers is breathing in his mask. Uh, especially the first one. Oh, it's so scary. Mm -hmm. Just his his little whispers and his little grunts once in a while. It's so scary. This is not scary. <laughs> this is not scary. <laughs> At no. any point, like there is not a single millisecond of this film that is remotely unnerving, um, tense, frightening, no. jump scary. Um, no. It's, it's just... Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And this this is this is what really makes me 
I don't know, laugh or cry about this film. Depends on <laughs> your perspective, I guess. Um, is that normally when you have a, a super low budget film like this, you expect, you know that it's not, the effects are not going to look great, but most of the time they're using practical. And when I say practical, it's usually the blood never looks like blood. Like it's very fake looking, but it is all very DIY. But this uses CGI. Yeah. And the CGI is, I mean, it's birdemic level. It is up there with the worst CGI you have ever seen in any film ever. And there's a quite a bit of it. And it is, it's almost funny. Again, it's almost entertaining how bad it is, but it is very, very brutal. Well, to, to clarify now, um, the gore, there is gore. There is violence. Um, <laughs> however, there's like any kind of blood splashing or spraying like a, a slit neck. You know, the head goes back and sprays everywhere. That's all CGI. Yeah. And it's very noticeable. It's it's. It's the effects are just um, this is a movie that uh, a girl gets stabbed uh, in the neck. And, you know, the first the first cut is him um, from the handle to halfway up uh, the knife and he's holding it, killing you. And then she's like, you see her from the front in the next shot and she's got the blade sticking out of her neck. But she's like screaming and croaking a blade. Of the knife is like wiggling while she's moving around. Like as if it were rubber and Elmer's glue. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, yeah. A hundred percent. It is. It, there is not one single, unless I remember correctly, I would venture to say there's not one single kill that looks remotely convincing, remotely um, competently done. <laughs> like they're all very there's one scene i'm jumping i'm gonna jump way ahead but i'm gonna rewind it after i do this towards the very end when there's like the massacre and like all the uh students are getting killed like at the same time there's one girl who gets killed and i swear to god she looks like she is like laughing and smiling the whole time she's getting killed oh yeah i think and do you remember that and it's just i think so yeah the acting on it i actually like i'm reading through my notes and i like have things like I'm like, oof, the acting and oh my God, the sound design and oh God, the lighting and oh, oh Jesus, like the the special effects. It's like every single aspect of this film is an affront to humanity. Uh, there is not one aspect of it that works on any level, even if like, you know, a lot of times when you have ultra low budget, like, well, technically it's it's pretty, it's pretty bad uh, because they just don't have a good camera. They don't have the resources, but like you know they're trying and the acting is they're doing the best they can with the material and at least it's well written and at least that you know like there's some stuff that you're like well i can see the vision and i can see the effort um this is this is not that there's no there's no aspect of it where you're like well yeah I, at least i kind of see the genius behind this film even if you can't quite execute it at the level that you want to it's uh i don't yeah this is not one of those kind of films <laughs> But listen, I want to do I want to do something because I want to get to a certain part because I have uh, I have a little thing that I want us to do. I know. Um, so I, this is not a plot movie. It doesn't even matter what the no. fuck is happening and why. But I'm just going to I'm going to set the stage just ever, ever so briefly so we can get to this part. Could I could I jump in real quick? Of course. Uh, I liked the plot twist. I liked the plot twist. That was cool. 
who we we yes, I want to speak on that. Okay. Uh, as we get to the end and we do our like spoiler alert, it's not needed in this film to okay. have a spoiler alert. But when we get no. to the end, I want to talk about that. Um, the the plot twist is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get there, all you need to know is that. And the reason we pick this, the reason it qualifies as school horror is because they are in a college. They are taking a class on urban legends. And it starts off, even from the very beginning, it's hilarious. So they're in this classroom, this pretty large, like, um, auditorium style classroom. There are literally like four students in the whole classroom. And I have no idea how this college is staying afloat or this class is staying alive. But there's a teacher and she's like, then she's like, hey, we're going to do an impromptu group project. And it's going to be this weekend. Which is like, none of this stuff makes any sense. And they're all like, okay, I guess I don't have anything going on this weekend. And she's like, and it'll be extra credit. Um, but I want all of you, since there's only four students this entire class, to be in a group. And I want you to go investigate the legend of Camp Blood. It, the clown of Camp Blood. Which is, there's this urban legend about this clown that goes around and kills a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and then, <laughs> I wrote this down. I was like, for some insane reason, the teacher decides to show the class a supposed real-life massacre caught on video. And it's found footage style. This film uses a lot of, like, found footage. Everything I'm saying is air quotes. Just keep that in mind. Um, but supposedly, it's footage that was found at the scene of this crime where this couple got massacred in Camp Blood. Which is a crazy thing. Like, if you really thought this was real, showing two people get brutally murdered to yeah. a classroom, of, was, you know... Who- who was filming, for one thing? Yeah. Oh, so I think we might get to that because there's a there's another segment down the road where it's like a new segment. It's supposed to be found footage. Yeah. And the laws of found footage, like, throw them right out the window because there is no logic as to how any of it is getting filmed. Like, they don't even try. Um, and that, you know, I think we've talked about this before. That makes me crazier than just about anything when you have found footage and you throw out throw the logic of the found footage out the window. I'm yeah. like, God damn it, don't make it found footage then. Um, okay, so they're watching this videotape, and this is how, and not, none of the plot from here on out is probably going to make a damn bit of difference. From here on out, they go to investigate, and shenanigans happen. But I thought it might be fun if we do a dramatic reading from this scene, because it is insane, and I do think it'll give people a taste of like what the dialogue is like and what the the level of performances are like in this film um do you did you get the script i sent and do you feel prepared to do this yeah yeah (laughs) okay okay um well i am gonna have the first line yes you are i will get us started and i need to queue up because i have a few like i think i have a few sound effects that i'm gonna do in this if i remember oh wow Cool. Yeah, that's ambitious, and I will definitely fuck it up, so be prepared for that. Um, and maybe I won't edit it, so you might hear the unedited train wreck that this is about to be, but we're going we're gonna to try it anyway. This isn't blonde ambition. This is redhead ambition. I guess, um, which I think is worse, honestly. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm Angela, and you're Jason. Uh, I was, Let's just do a three, two, one, and we'll just get started. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. Jason, come here. Come look at this. Smile, Angela. You're on camera. Jason, 
Get that stupid thing out of here. Oh, Camp Blood. Spooky. Careful, Angela, or the boogeyman's going to get ya. That's not funny. This place really creeps me out. Let's get out of here. Come on, let's just assign some vandals payment over. Besides, do you see a campground around here? It's not a campground, stupid. It's this whole place. These woods. This whole area. This will make for some great footage. Do tell, girl. What happened? Murder? Lust? Revenge? Yes, all of that and more. A clown roams these woods. Seems like he'd be pretty far away from the circus. Not a circus clown. A killer. Halloween. Fright clown. Yeah, it's pretty far-fetched. I mean, why would somebody even do that? This place is too beautiful to be called Camp Blood. A guy caught his wife cheating on him, and he brought her and her lover here and killed them. He's been driven mad by the barbaric act he committed, and now he roams the woods killing anyone who trespasses in these forest grounds. Did you hear that? What? I thought I heard a sound. Footsteps or something. I don't really... Shh, there it was again. Ooh. Jason, you're an asshole. Oh. Oh, ow, that really hurts. Wait, Angela, wait. Angela, I'm sorry. Come on. Are you still mad at me? Yep. Come on. I said I was sorry. It doesn't mean I forgive you. Angela, get over here. You don't know when to quit, do you? Angela, Angela, run! And scene. <laughs> it's, I don't know if we properly conveyed the insanity of it, but it's so it's so monotone and it's so ridiculous and the dialogue is like the most insane thing ever and it just like I don't know I almost respect how bad it is to be honest. Well, that was fun. I enjoyed that. That was fun. I like dramatic readings. We should do more of them. Yes. Not all the films we do lend themselves well because most of some of them are really well written and that's not fun. But gems like this, you kind of have to do a dramatic reading. I agree. So from this scene, we get to a scene of the killer stalking this. This is, I, I kind of love the scene. I'm going to tell you why. You have a guy, I, I think he lives out in the woods. He's got like a little cabin, but he also has an outhouse, which means he doesn't have indoor plumbing, um, which is interesting. <laughs> and he's out chopping some wood, but him chopping the wood <laughs> is basically just him like, Lightly <laughs> tapping the axe into the very end of the, the wood. Like, not at all trying to split it. Just basically, like, tapping this wood he's, over and over he's again. Make, he's making matchsticks. It's and, and not a single piece of wood actually gets chopped. He's just, like... And he's not even chopping it. You know how you chop wood from the top to the bottom? He's yeah. coming in yeah. at the at the end of it and tapping along the side of it, if that's making sense. I wish I could, like visually tell you what he's doing but he's not in any way shape or form chopping wood even though we are supposed to believe that that's what he's doing um 
And then I, my next note, I don't even remember how he gets killed, but I did write, these death scenes are ridiculous, all caps. <laughs> he, 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 he's the Harbinger. He warns the kids. That's not him. But Oh, that's not him? No, he's not the Harbinger. There is a Harbinger, though, who is uh, a bunny. Well, who's, who's the guy that walked up to the killer and, say, and said, like, don't kill me. I'm your friend. I helped you. That's the Harbinger, but that's not this guy that's chopping wood. Because okay. this guy that's chopping wood gets killed in this scene. Like he gets killed before with, with the, the kids, axe, yeah. before the kids even uh, get to the the location to to scope it out. Okay, are you going to accuse me of not watching it now? Oh no, I know you don't watch films. It's okay. I mean, there's no re. I don't need to accuse you of <laughs> of actual facts. You know that's silly. You know, we know the audience knows. Everyone knows. So we can just actually can hate smooth our past. I'm I'm actually a big fan of NASCAR. Oh, well, that does explain so, so much. Oh, I bet. I bet it does. Hey, I have a question. I know you're not a fan of of NASCAR because you would post about it every five seconds on Instagram. I hate that shit. I'm a fan of Abaddon. That's what I'm a fan of. I know. That's my my point. Jamie, don't talk about Abaddon again. Well, it's fine, but it's like. Because I, I have a lot of obsessions and I post about a lot of different things, but like a lot of different things. And you are just like, have I told you I like Abaddon? Did you guys know Abaddon? Oh, here's Abaddon out of the picture of Abaddon. Hey, guys, Dude. Abaddon's great. Did you know I like Abaddon? Hey, guys, here's Abaddon again. Abaddon, I, Abaddon, Abaddon, Abaddon. <laughs> I, 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 up, I upgraded my, uh, my Patreon membership to uh, the $25 tier. You get so many more pictures. Oh, Dude. Christ almighty, just like just what you need. Uh, uh, Abaddon is so creative. She's so attractive. She's just like Jamie. badass and uh, okay. Whatever. Oh my god! Nobody fucking care. Nobody cares. Nobody. No. I bet Abaddon cares. Nobody. I bet. I, bet she, I don't cares. think. I don't think they do care. I mean, I guess they care about your twenty five dollars a month probs, but probably yeah. not about your Instagram <laughs> obsession. Or you're constantly berating me with tales of Abaddon that I don't care about. When Abaddon debuted oh, in AEW, Lord. I promised. Dear, I am going to post picture every picture of Abaddon I can find. I'm going to post from now on, and I haven't stopped. Yeah, and the world is such a better place for it. Eh, it's okay. <laughs> I know. I was like, Jamie, you should probably post about the show, and you're like, well, I how how. How will I have time in between all my Abaddon posts to to be able to promote the show? It's true. God, it is true, which is really sad because it seems like I should be being sarcastic and I'm not, which is tragic. It's like You're this movie. It's like, am I trying to be so bad it's good or is this really my best effort? And, you know, that's that it's just pathetic and sad. Well, I would say my best effort in sharing Abaddon pictures is pretty damn spectacular. Oh, Lord. Yeah, you you do a great job. <laughs> I do. Post, posting the same thing over and over again. There's a there's a fan club, too, on Instagram. I'm sure there is. There's a fan who, club for and, every idiot in the world. And I'm like, hey, whoa. <laughs> what I'm saying there is, I mean, I, like, I'm not saying that oh, Abaddon's oh, an oh, idiot. I'm just saying oh, that if okay. a person exists that's known, there's a fan club for them. You know what there, I mean? But there's, there's, there's a fan club. And I'm like in competition with them because like any picture they post, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to find a sexier picture in that photo set than the one they just posted. So I'm like, Jamie, what? here's the thing. 
I made fun of you for being obnoxiously annoying in your Abaddon obsession. And yeah. what you took from that is like, I think I should spend the next 20 minutes of the podcast talking about Abaddon after Stephanie pointed out how idiotic my obsession is. Stephanie, I'm feeding the bit. Okay. Well, I, I don't know if you are. I know that you think that you are, but it feels like it's not a bit. It feels like you're just, oh, you've given me my opening now to talk about Abaddon obsessively. Okay. Well, let's talk about... Uh, <laughs> are we done talking about this piece of shit? About Abaddon? We're definitely, definitely <laughs> okay. done. Stop. Are we done talking about this film? I don't think so. We've barely... Have we barely scratched the surface? We could be Does done. Does it deserve it? To. Let's just give away the ending and then go on to the good one. Well, let me skim <laughs> my notes and make sure there wasn't oh, something... Your notes. Hey, I'm going for... Again... Uh, you don't understand this because it's very foreign to you, but I take my podcasting responsibility very seriously. Miss professionalism. And, and I, I take copious notes and I'm very thoughtful and I have wonderful things to say. Fuck, how can you even take a note from this fucking movie? Because there's some there's some crazy ass shit that happens. There's two cool things in this movie. The All right, twist, what are the two things? Okay, the twist and mm -hmm. the, the killer's mask. I liked the killer's mask. And that's yeah. fucking like scratching the crumbs off the bottom of a Doritos bag. I mean, that's really like reaching for it. Yeah. Um. I, I guess I don't have anything to say, honestly. I feel well, like. What do you think of the twist? What'd you think of the twist? I feel like we got derailed by Abaddon and now there's just no turning back, you know, <sighs> like it's just ruined. Hold on to hope. <laughs> Believe um, in it. Ah. Uh, the twist is stupid. Like I, when you were like, I love the twist. I'm like, did you though? Did well, you really? <laughs> I mean, it, it's, I'm going to forget about it in about 45 minutes, but um, I, you know, I thought it was an interesting twist. I knew it wasn't like, it wasn't just some fucking mountain man. I mean, I knew like something was going to happen. Can I say and, one uh, thing? I'm so yeah, sorry sure. to interrupt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do it all the time, so you should too. I know, I know, it's terrible. Um, so one thing that is bananas about this movie is that there's a lot of, up until a certain point, there's a lot of like, nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And there's a scene where it's like the, I guess, main girl, like the, the <laughs> every, I wish you could see because I'm air quoting the shit out of yeah. every, literally was everything there, I say. Um, was there a main girl? There was the, yeah, there was the main girl, the last girl standing, the final girl. Um, well, by definition, there was a final girl then. It, I mean, whether you cared about her or not is another story, but she yeah. was, she <laughs> does fit the criteria for being a final girl. Um, you know, the scene where she, um, I think she's having a dream, but basically in the scene, the heavy breathing killer is in her house stalking her. And okay, that yeah. scene, and there's like dramatic music and it's like that heavy breathing that goes on. And it goes on if what it feels like, this movie's only like an hour and 13 minutes, which sounds mercifully short. It does not feel not. mercifully short. Um, that scene, I feel like is 45 minutes of heavy breathing and her kind of walking around like, oh, did I hear something? What's that? And and literally nothing happening. You go from that and, and kind of like the very next scene, <laughs> Then they just do this crazy ass montage and show all like four or five characters getting murdered, like right in a row. Yeah. 
there's no buildup. There's no anything. It's just like, oh, we're going to kill everybody in the cast in a span of 30 seconds. Which That's is one way to save time. Really weird choice. I've never seen that. So I guess I have to give them creativity points, maybe. And then or he you, just wanted to get it finished. Then you cut to three months later and there's like this news. There's a news story. Yeah. And they have basically, you know, a la Blair Witch, they have found evidence of their remains. And I guess they found this videotape that was left at the scene. This is where we get into the found footage that's not found footage that made me crazy. Made? But, yes. But what? I don't understand. As in, you might already be. Oh, okay. So that was that was that was a joke then. You're like the mad sorceress. Yeah. Just yeah. let me know whenever you tell a joke so I can like acknowledge it because I won't know otherwise if you don't tell me if you don't point them out. So I do appreciate the the like pr the pro tips there. I need I need a band aid because that joke crashed and burned. Yeah. And I burned myself. Yeah, it was it was a rough one. You it's you need a, a band aid for burning yourself. Yeah. Maybe you also need a new analogy as well. So work on yeah. that too. Okay. Okay. So my point. I is, will have you know I'm completely sober right now. Yeah, that's not helping your case. It's better if you're drunk and then you can blame it on the Stone. alcohol. I don't, I don't drink. Well. I do drugs. I don't, I don't drink. Okay. Well, then maybe you should do more <laughs> drugs. I don't know. Or at least pretend that you do for the podcast. Anyway. So. Anyway. I'm going to make my point eventually. I don't know when. I don't know how many oh, hours it's going to take for me to get there, but I will eventually have a point. The college professor did it. She was sleeping with the guy oh with the fucking God, hood. Oh, my God, Jamie. That's the what happened. Fuck. I'm trying to bring a point. What Grr. more point do you need? Would Grr. you would you let me fucking make it? Okay, would you shut it. up for two seconds, please? You make that point. I'm fucking trying. Oh my god, you are such hilarious a point of frustration for me. My point is, and shut the fuck up for five seconds. No breathing, no sighing, nothing. Just shut up. And I'm going to say what I'm gonna say. Okay. They do this newscast. It's supposedly okay. found. For Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Okay. Don't say okay. Don't agree. Don't acknowledge anything. Just silence. Dead silence until I turn the mic over to you, okay? Silence. How can you turn the mic over to me? Are you like prepared to shut the fuck up? You tell me dozens. when you're prepared. and I, Otherwise, I'm just going to stay here and not say a word. So you we're tell like me when you're ready. States, we're dozens of states away. How are you going to turn the mic to me? Okay, I'm, I'm quiet now. Okay. I'm trying not to laugh. I'll, I'll hold the mic away. Okay, keep talking. So that's our show. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Um, it's been fun. We probably will not have another episode of Untold Horrors, but I appreciate you joining and spending some time with us. I'm sure it was as painful for you as it was for me, and I am very deeply apologetic for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. My point was, can I? That I'm, used to scare me. It doesn't up, scare up, me anymore. Shut, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. They do a news broadcast. They're supposedly showing the footage that they found from these kids who, like, let's pretend that we're taking any of this seriously and any of this mattered. They were brutally massacred in the woods. Young, young college kids. I mean, I say air quotes young because they all look about 45. But in the in the film, they're supposed to be young college kids. And the news shows it. And it's like, hey, we're going to show you this footage 
of these people that were brutally murdered. And we're going to show you getting them getting murdered. Not only that, we're going to show you about 30 minutes of the footage. And the first 29 minutes of it, literally nothing happens. They're just walking around the woods talking and just being teens and like, you know, arguing and setting up camp and talking about a friend that should be there that's not there. And the whole time, and this is my problem because I can't just like step outside of the frame of reality. I'm thinking like, what? Like they don't edit this shit. They don't actually just give you the highlights. Like if they are going to show this awful thing, which they would never show, you would think they would just show the awful thing and not show you like the whole, you know, six hours leading up to it that literally nothing is happening. And um, it's crazy. Characters. I did not turn the mic over to you. I was not done talking. Mm-mm. And go ahead, I guess. Well, I was going to say characters in found footage need need to use the pause button more often. It's but it's not found because a news program would have taken it and edited it. You know, they're not trying to be like it's not a found footage movie where it's like we are watching the footage exactly as it was, as it was found. They're presenting it in this film as if a newscast has received the footage and is showing it to the audience to have them understand this horrible tragedy that's happened. So none of the conceit of it makes any sense whatsoever, even if the footage actually looked like found footage and actually looked, well, it looks like found footage and the fact that it looks really shitty. And so it's horrible, like you expect found footage to be, but it doesn't look like anybody's actually filming it. Because nobody, I think like one yeah. person has a camera, but it, there's all kinds of shot at angles that they would never be able to get. Well, yeah, that that kind of gives the whole thing away. I don't know. So, you know and, and, and I also want to say one other thing. You interrupted while, me. Yes, because your point's probably stupid. While they're doing this news broadcast, they're playing this super jazzy, upbeat music over it, over this gruesome yes, mass I, yeah. murder. And they're like, do, 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 while, while it's a story about people being mass murdered by a horrible serial killer so i thought that was also delightful now right, you may speak but only if it's good don't waste my time with something terrible i don't know i forget my point <laughs> see this is probably for the best right lucky you yeah i yeah. probably did both of us a favor and i want to make another point <laughs> i'm rubber you're glue whatever bounces off me sticks to you so Oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> Meaning like if you insult me, like it all bounces off me and goes no, to you. I know what it means. I mean, as sophisticated as it was, I got I got it. But thank you for trying to break down the intricacies of your clever, clever argument for me. Because yeah. I have never heard that before. That's that was my first time hearing it. And it sure was um it was really, really well done. Clever. Yeah, no, you think really well on your feet. You really come up with the zingers, like, just off the top of your well, head. I kind of do. No, I yeah, mean, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not George Carlin, but I mean. No. Uh, no, he wishes, you know what I mean? Like, he wishes he was at your level. Let's just keep talking about this fucking thing. So, I'm going to say something that is a very problematic. Okay. Me? No, I'm going I'm going to say something that is very problematic. Oh, okay. And I need you guys to know. And I might edit it because I'm I feel icky doing it. I feel bad about myself. I feel bad that I took a note of this. And I feel even worse that I am daring to speak it into the ether. 
But here it goes. This teacher that is teaching this class, who, as Jamie has already revealed, ends up being the killer. Um, it's it's a really idiotic twist, but I will give the fact that when she first appears and she's just the teacher, she the acting is awful. It's just not great at all. Um, but when she gets to be unhinged, she's actually quite delightful. Like, I feel yes. like she's really good when she's like, they needed to have more of that because she is clearly having fun with it and is it's ridiculous, but she's leaning into the ridiculousness of it. And I did enjoy that. So that aspect of it, I was like, yeah, this, this is, it's a shame. It's like two minutes of the whole film, but it's really good. She sold the whole twist. Definitely. She yeah. was cackling like a mad woman. Yeah, she has those big wide eyes and stuff. Uh-huh. But before this point, you have, um, I think there's like three girls and two guys um, in this classroom that are all in this group together. And both the guys are like madly in love with this teacher. Yeah. And and I'm not saying anything. This is going to sound like I'm being really, uh, I don't know, like very superficial. But. She's not cast as the, a like... A girl, superficial, never happen. Uh-uh. Okay, I do not know what the fuck that means, but we'll unpack that one later. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, my point is, is that you, you usually in a film like this where they're trying to play up the fact that she's a seductress who all the boys are into, they sort of play up that aspect, but they don't do that here. Like, she is a... She's not unattractive, but she's just a, a sort of normal looking kind of middle aged yeah. woman who dresses very conservatively and is very just what you would think a teacher would look like, but not like an yeah. Aerosmith hot for teacher teacher, you know, not like a music video teacher where she's got like, you know, the shirt unbuttoned and the short skirt and the high heels and the like high boys like it's there's none of that. It's not played like that at all. But they're both like super like, yeah, I'm thinking about tapping that and like really kind of skeevy and weird about this teacher who it's just a very it's a very odd choice. And it made me laugh and it makes me feel superficial for being like, she's not hot enough for them to be like this. But it's not that I don't think she's pretty. It's that I think that they they didn't. They should have positioned that differently earlier for you to buy that. You know what I mean? Young men um, would probably be hornier and more attracted to younger women, maybe perhaps. Yeah, I, I mean, and and listen, uh, uh, no shade against older women. I think no. they're, they're beautiful, but I'm saying that like these are college kids supposedly, and she just looks like a normal sort of matronly like teacher. But they're both like, mm, I can't wait to see her under it. Like they're they're talking like that kind of shit. Like, it, and one of them it, it comes out is having an affair with her. And it's yep. none of it's believable. Like none of it. There's not one bit of plausibility in the entire course of this film. I loved the expression on his face when she revealed herself. I mean, he was like, oh. it, it sounded like they had they were planning it together. Yeah. But then she twisted it again on him. Right. Am, was yes. I right about that? Well, yeah. she told them she told him it was a, a, a joke. Basically, she told them yeah. it, it was an experiment because. She is, um, it's a class on urban legends and she's basically studying like how, um, to kill people. Well, no, like how stories, like basically like you create the fear because 
how it, it, a lot of movies have done this. I'm trying to articulate it where it's like, um, it's not really group think. That's not really what I'm trying to say. But, you know, it's like somebody tells you a story and then, okay, like you go into a house and somebody's like, oh, let me tell you how this house is haunted. And then all of a sudden you start hearing things and you start seeing shadows and stuff. And it's like the power of suggestion. And I think she's basically telling him it's an experiment in that realm. But she's actually, and he doesn't think she's killing people. He thinks it's all staged. And she's like, oh, surprise, I'm really killing people. So when he saw all of his friends get killed or his classmates, I mean, he, he thought that was, was all fake. Yeah. Well, to be fair, to, to his credit, it does look awfully fake. <laughs> it does look very fake. Yeah. So, um, by the way, um, Hoffer teacher was ba- was made by Van Halen, not Eric. I know. Look, I know. As soon as I said it, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't think it was worth correcting because who fucking cares? But yes, it's rock and roll. It's always worth correcting. Oh, Jesus Christ almighty. All right. So I think. That we have butchered this film to death. What about you? I agree. Yeah. So let's, mm. I don't think we need this, but let's do it anyway for shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> what do we think? Is this a class act or a class clown? See what I did there? That's pretty, pretty Class good. clown. See how I ruined it? Class <laughs> I clown. Did. I did see how you ruined it. <laughs> class clown. Okay. Yeah. Class clown. Clown. <laughs> Oops. God help the editor of this show trying to get a clean cut of this. I don't care. She complains all the time anyway, so. Whatever. I wonder why she complains. I, I, is there any reason why she might complain about it? Probably not. She's probably just a raving. She's probably just, you know how women are. They're just always making a mountain out of a molehill, you know? Yeah. She's probably a redhead too, which makes it even worse. She's probably mm-hmm. extra dramatic about every fucking thing, you know? They say those redheads are hard to. Hard, hard to handle. Hard to Who handle. Who sings yeah. that? Who sings that? <laughs> well, I think everyone who's ever been friends with a with a redhead might think that that we're hard to handle. Yeah, I think everyone wishes they could handle us. Oh boy! See, now we're getting into that risky territory there. <laughs> that risky stuff. So... I don't approve of that stuff. So I want to tell you a little something before we move on to our next film. Even though it is shocking how much time we have spent on this fucking film. It like, is. It is offensive. It, I need to throw that out there. That's why gonna, I said we should. Oh, no, wait, I know. I did look, say. I, I fucking know what you said. Okay. I was here. I, I, you don't have to read the record back to me. I remember. <sighs> but I'm going to say one more thing. So I looked at um, the IMDb breakdown of this film. And it, it has a 2.6 out of 10, which is, you know, not surprising. There are no critic reviews, zero critic reviews on Rotten Tomato, um, which is also, as to be expected, the audience score is 28%. Surprisingly large number of reviews in the audience side. Um, it, obviously, this isn't something that people are very fond of. But the breakdown of the film... Yeah. So we have 281 votes. A hundred of those are one star, which gives you a pretty, pretty, pretty good idea where we're at. And then um, the next highest, you have 53 twos, 37 threes. Um, But you also have, and I just need to point this out, you have 16 which is an offensively large number of 10-star reviews on this bad boy. 
Mark Polonia's family. <laughs> I just want to know who the fucking 10-star reviews yeah. are. There you go. Um, because a two is generous. Like, a ones are hard for me to give. I, I'm not really a big fan of giving a one-star. But I would say a two is pretty generous on this ba baby. So, yeah, 10 stars, 16 10 stars. Um, and, and it, I mean, way too many that are above a five. I will say that. And I just found it very fascinating to look at the break there and think, hmm, who's watching this film and going, oh, my God, goddamn masterpiece. Absolutely flawless. Ten out of ten. Wouldn't change a fucking thing. You know, it's like, who's doing that? The gore is so realistic. <laughs> so. So. so yes. We have another film that we should have been spending all this time talking about and not the other film. So let's 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 do that. Wait, 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 stop. Oh, <laughs> oh you ruined it. You no, killed it. You ruined it. Okay. Signal 101 is filmed. 100, not 101. Oh, why do I keep saying Signal 101? I don't know why I do that. I'm sorry. Because it makes sense. It doesn't make sense. Why does it make any more sense than Signal 100? Because it's about a school and 101 is like a popular number for schools. All right. All right. I'll, gi I'll give myself that then. Signal no, 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 no. Give me that. <laughs> Signal you 100. You don't get that. Are you, you, you going to set the stage for this or am I? It doesn't matter. You can do it if you want to or I can. Um, well, I don't know. You can. But Let we me should, see. We should take as much time as possible to figure it out, though, before I, we actually do it. <laughs> I chose Signal 100 out, out of uh, the movies you offered me um, because I like the pink and yellow cover. It was really neat. And just, I, it's I just, really, it's really neat. <laughs> I, I liked it. It's really neat. I did all that to you during Camp Blood. Now you're going to do the same thing to me during Signal 100. Quid pro quo? Is that what we're suggesting? Quid, quid pro quo. All quack, right, quack, lecture. Uh, anyway, what, Signal 100. No one, is, no one cares about the poster. Talk about what the film is. Signal 100 is based on a manga written by Arata. Miyazaki and drawn by Shiger Kondo and debuted I think it's Shigure. in Shigure, sorry. And debuted. Wow, that was embarrassing. In, <laughs> it debuted. It debuted. It debuted uh, in Young Animal magazine in 2015. The film version, however, has very little to do with the manga besides the concept and the kills. Brief synopsis. A group of high school students are forced by a vengeful teacher to participate in a heinous death game. He hypnotizes them and binds them into a suicide pack, revealing that there are 100 triggers or signals, if you will, but he refuses to disclose what most of them are. He gives them a couple, but he doesn't give them most of them. Then he swiftly steps off the balcony, killing himself. They are trapped in the school overnight um, and they're forced to choose between solidarity and survival. They have to try to figure out what the hell the signals are and how to break the curse before um, before they all die. And the only really uh, bit of clues they get is that there is one known way to break the curse, and that is for everyone but one person to die. So when everyone dies, the last person survives and the curse is lifted, but not until then. I love this movie. Yes. Um, although I, I was a little surprised because like, so we aren't allowed to, when we pick our films, 
We cannot look at any kind of scores. We can't watch trailers. We can't read reviews. So in order to pick our film, we have to go in as blind as we possibly can. But after, you know, we pick our film and we go into it and we're doing our research, then I start to dig into it. And I was very surprised that this got really kind of middling reviews. Like it was a very much a, it's okay, I guess. And I expected it to be, uh, I didn't expect it to be as, even though I love, like the concept sounded amazing. I love manga. So the idea that it was based on a manga is really cool. And it seemed in a similar vein to other films that I have really loved in J-horror. So I was like, wow, this seems like it's going to be so fucking good. But it really didn't get a lot of attention and it didn't get a lot of praise. And I was very surprised by how good I actually felt it was. It reminded me a lot of uh, Suicide Circle. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I'm sure you have. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded um, me a lot of another film that I'm not going to talk about because I'm going to talk about it at the end. But um, oh, okay, cool. But it it definitely you know there's definitely some. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of films, and I I don't say this in a way to say it's derivative, but there are a lot of films in this sort of. I don't know what to call this, like little subgenre of J horror um, that share a lot of similar uh, threads. And like school schoolgirl horror kind of right yeah. school student horror and a lot of like just um one of the things that they do really well is just like how how many brutal ways can we kill people and how creative can we kill people um they really at least the, some of the deaths in this I, i'd say i yeah. not not even some most of them if not all of them are very very creative and very fun to watch and very well done. Like they look very, um, they're executed very well. Ha ha. Pun intended, right? Executed. So this is no, what I'm going to do um, from now on. When you say something stupid, I'm just going to go completely silent and you're just going to have to sit there and you're going to have to like own that I'm silence. I'm just going to have to sound like an idiot, even though making that joke probably made me sound like an idiot already anyway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 100%. I, the suicides were very creative. I liked how some of them were just so fast. Yeah. Like you had no idea. Like what they see that that was what the fear in this movie freaked me out so much because they were like, they were like, put yourself in there. Like you're afraid to move. You're afraid to like talk. You have no idea like what's going on. You're trapped. You, you just want to escape, but you can't. And oh, man. Yeah. And very. we should. We should say that like the signal, so the way that they set this up, it is terrifying because basically, so one of the signals, and they learn this really early on, is cool. if you use your cell phone, you die. Yeah. Um, if you drink water, you die. If you try to leave the school grounds, you die. And so there are so, and again, there's like a hundred of these things. And he tells them, I think two or three. And yeah. then it's like the rest of them, he's like, Basically, you have no idea. Like, literally anything could be the trigger. And once you do it, so you're hypnotized. So once you do the trigger, um, then you immediately, like, kill yourself. And in, in in pretty much the most gruesome, horrible ways. Imagine, like, these aren't some, like, in the very beginning, some people, like, jump from the, the like, balcony. Yeah. Which is awful enough. But as it goes on, they start, like, really killing themselves in really horrific, brutal ways. And it's just, and they're watching all their friends just 
die in these like just unspeakable ways and knowing that at any second, anything they can do. Um, yeah. And then they learn it's not like, so part of me was like, well, God, I would just want to sit in a corner and not speak and not move and not do anything. But That's what I thought I would do. But then they learn that if they don't act by a certain time, because one of the signals is if they're still at school, when dawn comes, they all die. So they have a time limit. So they can't just not do anything. It's just like, it's fucking that this teacher has set it up in such a perfect way that you are damned if you do and damned if you don't. And there's just, it reminds me of like the later saw films. Yeah. Where they start doing saw traps that are, you can't survive and you aren't meant to survive. And then, so you're just like fucking like, no matter what you do, even if you do everything right, you're still going to die. It was that situation where it's like, you're all going to die. And there's, there's really no hope. It's really, it was really bleak and very terrifying. I loved the, uh, pretty much the first death, the girl jumping out the window. Yeah. Cause when they, they did the, uh, the standard, you know, look out the window to see the body on the ground. Um, there was like a, a red dent in the awning to show like, she must have banged her head on the awning on the way down. That was a little detail I really liked. Yeah. I love, that, I love that scene in the beginning where it, it like they first find out about it and a bunch of them kill themselves at the same time. And it's very like artistically, stylistically done. They're like all flinging themselves at the window at the same time. And I've seen quite a few J-horror movies that do something like that. It's very, just very visually arresting. It's very captivating. Did I miss something? Those bodies, all those kids that jumped, those bodies disappeared. When they go outside um, the building, there's like no bodies. Mm. Do you remember I don't that? Think, well, I remember them going outside, but I think they were in like a different area than where they okay. jumped from. That's what I got, but I don't okay. know. You, you're probably right. I probably... I'm not right. Wasn't paying enough close enough attention because there was so much like compelling shit happening that I was just like, this is so good. It was um, They eventually figure out that, which I think this makes it even more sort of icky and uncomfortable, is they figure out that the signals are mostly related to sort of a a moral code a really kind of fucked up moral code. Uh -huh. Like there's things like, you know, um, one of them is like a beer shower, which is just a really crazy thing to have be a signal. <laughs> Very um, random until we actually saw it happen. Yeah. Which was a great scene, but like oh. there's things like gazing into each other's eyes and then any kind of like sexual activity, which they, they play up. Um, so that, that, that scene was so romantic. I thought, well, the one scene where the, the two, people who are in love um, die gazing each other because they were gazing into each other's eyes. It's uh -huh. really beautiful. Yeah. But the scene where the kind of one of the main boys who is sort of, sort of like the villain. Sort or, of. Well, okay. He is the villain, <laughs> but he's a complicated villain. Let's put it that way. Yes. Yeah. Um, he seduces that girl that really likes him. Mm -hmm. And because he knows the signals, he found like a book and was able to translate it and knows most of the signals. But he didn't like he told he told the class some of the signals, but he kept a bunch for himself so he could kind of have the power over them. And uh, he one of them is you know basically like sexual activity. 
And so he seduces this girl just so he can get her to kill himself, kill herself. It's really, it's really devastating and upsetting. And in the background, watching them and playing with himself was another guy who yeah. he later found dead as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, but it's, it's fucked up because it's basically yeah. like, so uh, basically the teacher found, um, he found this DVD and this uh, document um, from this cult, this religious extreme cult that used mind control to try to control their cult members. And so they had 50 signals in this experiment and all of them are very morality Puritan kind of based. So it's basically very similar to like how religion is where it's like a whole bunch of rules about what you shouldn't do in an effort to kind of control young people. Um, and then the teacher added his own 50 on top of that. Yeah. And they, that's, one of the things is they're trying to figure out what are the additional 50 and how did he come up with them and what are they, but they were the 36 um, class rules, right? Or am yeah. I jumping too far? Well, now? I mean, you're, I wasn't going to spoil it, but yes. Um, because that's part of the mystery is trying to figure out like, what are the other signals and what are they from? But yes, but they're all essentially thou shalt not type of things. So um, it's all a matter of like control and how to keep people in line and keep young people in line. So there's a lot of like allegory and stuff happening as well in this film. Tardiness. Um, Don't be Yeah. Tardy. Some of it's really dumb, stupid shit where you're like, really, that's like a cardinal sin. Uh, most of it is actually, there's not much that's like, no, I mean, there is one, there's one that's like, if you commit violence on another person, that's a signal, which is obviously plays into, but one of the, the, I thought the most heartbreaking signal and, and there's no really reason for this signal to be here other than it's just really cruel is that crying is a signal. Yes. So that's what made this really, cause they're, they have a very, there's a lot of like sweet friendships and relationships that are established early on. And these are classmates that aren't just in the same class together. They really care about each other for the most part. And when they die, they aren't even allowed to mourn their friends and their loved ones because if you cry over the body then that's a signal and you will kill yourself so they have to like keep all that emotion in every time but they're losing people that are like their best friends and they're like you know they're like family to these people and it's really that's really i think adds a layer of like nastiness but also like heartbreak to this film that i thought was a good touch these these were signals that were created to kill teenagers yeah i mean yeah I mean, this this wasn't something, you know, he like, I don't know, made up or whatever. I mean, he he put all these together um, to get revenge on his students for some reason. It seemed like towards his monologue um, in the film that uh, he's like obsessed with rules and obsessed with um, orderly classrooms. And his whole purpose behind it, behind this thing, was to like exact revenge on the people who weren't listening to him. And he said that this is a life lesson. He said, this is a life lesson I'm teaching you about how shitty it is to be an adult. Is that what I'm getting was getting from him? Yeah. You know, I got, I I got not so much revenge, but like almost, um, 
like I'm suffering, so everyone's going to suffer kind of thing. Like I it got yeah. that he is really unhappy and he's had a lot of big disappointments in his life. And he doesn't like how, you know, because young people are very much like, the world is your oyster. You have a whole world, whole yeah. life ahead of you. You can do anything. You can be anyone. Because he's very derogatory. Like the one girl, he's like, oh, you want to be a lawyer? Oh, like they'll never <laughs> fucking take you. And I think he just doesn't want good things for people because he hasn't had good things. And he's just, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like he's just um, petty and like, you okay, know, petty. not, do you know what I mean? Like he's like one of those people like, well, my life sucks. So how, why should, why should there be, why should you have this bright, beautiful future where everybody loves you and you can have anything you want? Why shouldn't you realize how fucking awful the world is? And I'm going to show you how awful it is. And it's really, it's nihilistic because it's very nihilistic and it's very like, he's a villain on a whole other level because he doesn't really have a good reason. And he doesn't even have a reason because, I mean, you can understand why a villain does something and it gives them complexity, even if you don't agree with it or you're like, well, obviously what you're doing is still awful. But this guy, you don't even, there's not an ounce of empathy. Like, you don't uh, understand his motivations whatsoever. He's just a fucking monster. That's it. He's just a monster. I'm I'm going to say this with a with a bit of a uh, a wraparound. I'm going to say that I don't have a lot more to say about it. And that is not because I it, I think it's a fantastic film, but I think because it is so good and I don't want to as you said I don't want to tell you beat by beat of what happens. I don't want to give away major plot points anymore than I already have. Yep. Um I I almost don't have anything to say because it is just such a it's a fantastic film. And my really, all I want to say is like, go watch it as opposed yeah. to being like, well, this was stupid or what about this thing? You know? So I don't know if you have anything you specifically want to talk about, but I don't have anything that's really jumping out at me in this one. I, I don't want to give away anything either. Yeah. There's okay. Like it's, this is a very melancholy movie. It's very evil, cynical movie. Um, there's, and I'm sort of telling the audiences there's a, uh, tons of very clever gore scenes murders deaths whatever um yeah there are a lot of kills a lot of kills yeah like a crazy amount the villain there's sort of two so um the villain who uh killed Three. the girl who liked him by making her touch his pee pee that yeah. guy he was like so intense he was like, I usually like villains, but I did not like him at all. I wanted to fucking rip his head off for some reason. He was just so arrogant, you know? Well, I did think, and not that I'm justifying his behavior, but I did think that they gave him, they gave him a little bit more of an empathetic, um, this is why I am how I am, um, at the end more so than they did the teacher. Like, I wasn't like, again, I wasn't like, well, okay, I, I get it now. But I was at least like, he was very, he's sort of a tragic character. Um, and feeling very, like, alone and lost in a way that yeah. makes you feel a little bit of pity, even if he is terrible. So, for me, he wasn't, like, pure evil. He was just very... One of the things, like, there's that scene, and I this is one of the most chilling scenes in this whole movie that is full of chilling scenes. But mm. they're all they, the movie starts with um, 
in this way of like, it's very sweet in the beginning and it's all about the friendships and the relationships and stuff because they're trying to establish that these are kids that care about each other so that it makes what happens next much more like traumatizing. Um, but while everybody's kind of happy go lucky and whatever, he's like up on the sort of like rooftop area and he's looking down at the kids below him and he's like making finger guns at him. Like he's shooting at him. Yeah. Now that's another plot point. A very, a, another very creepy, very clever plot point that'll come later on in the movie. Yeah. It's really, yeah. I think, especially given the, the, uh, cultural landscape in America. Yeah. Um, seeing something like that is really like sends shivers up your spine because you think about the kids that are so fucking lost and troubled that they, you know, go to those extremes and how prevalent that is. And it's really, um, I don't, I, I don't, they don't have that same issue in Japan, but like here in America, you see something like that and he doesn't have a gun and he's not shooting anybody, but he's just like the act of like, I want you all dead is really now, like you, unsettling. If you did that in, in America, you, you'd be hauled off in a paddy wagon in, in, in seconds. Well, it's, you know, the thing about that is that it, it's so, it's gotten so bad that, because, I mean, you used to be able to do that in school. Like, you could make jokes. Like, sure, you could make, yeah. like, finger guns and it, you I'll don't mean you. anything by it, you know? And yeah. you could do, like, the, like, slit your throat kind of, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'm going to blow my brains out, you know, finger yeah. thing. Um, and it's nothing. And everybody knew it's just like you could even be like, yeah, I'm going to blow up the school and people just be like, OK, sure. You know, um, <laughs> but now the environment is so tense and it's so terrifying that you can't fucking joke about anything like you can't even if you make finger guns. I mean, to extent, I don't know how much you were exaggerating, but it's true that if you do something like that, like even no. when it's obviously playful. Like they, they aren't going to haul you into a paddy wagon, but they are going to like. They're going to arrest you. I'm serious. Yeah. If you do that. Yeah. It's really scary. And that's, that's scary because it's like, it's like how much I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to derail us a little bit and give you an example. Um, sure. When everyone was watching the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial, uh -huh. I was, I was riveted. I was glued to it. Um, there's this whole thing. There was this whole controversial scene where they were reading Johnny Depp's text messages to his best friend. And they were very much like, I'm going to kill this bitch and bury her in my backyard. And everybody was like, okay, well, obviously he's a monster. Right. And, and I said in outside, like forget everything about guilt or innocence. Like that's not what this is about. But I was like, can you imagine, though, if somebody took your phone and read your your text messages to your best friend out of context? Like, the things that I say in text message, that they know I'm joking. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get very dark, but it's like a, it's a humorous darkness, right? Like, and it's like, we have that dialogue. And so I will say, like, you know, it's like, what have you been doing today? And I'm like, oh, nothing, just burying the bodies out back, you know? And it's like, it's clearly a joke, and everyone knows it's a joke, and it's very, but if you took them and read them out of context, how mortifying that would be. And I always, when I see that in any kind of courtroom situation or anything, I'm like, geez, like that's, there's no subtle, I guess what I'm saying is there's no subtlety, there's no nuance, there's no context. Everything is taken completely literally yeah, because of the, the environment we live in. It's really, it's kind of terrifying because I'm sure, I know I put shit in text messages and emails and stuff that is like I would not want it falling in the wrong hands because people would misinterpret what I was saying. So I hope I don't ever get arrested. 
for anything falsely accused and put on trial because I'm probably screwed, honestly. I doubt it. Plus, schools are, are uh, is like, especially like public schools, grade schools or whatever, that, that's like, no, no, this is not a pun intended at all. Uh, they're like the ground zero for all of this chaos. Like that's that's the nerve center. That's where people are really the most sensitive. Um, I mean, I feel I feel good about our coverage of this film. Is there anything else that you want to make sure you say? I like I said, I I pretty much uh, brought up everything that stuck out in my mind. You know, um, I don't I don't I agree with you. I don't want to give away too much. Yeah. All, all I'll say is that there are many what the fuck murders. There are many. Uh, uh, there's a lot of really hardcore moving drama. It's a great. It's it's a sick. But beautiful movie. I, I loved I, it. I loved it, too. Um, I will tell you that I did look up um, IMDb and the Rotten Tomato score for this one. Oh, boy. Um, well, there is zero Rotten Tomatoes anything for this. Like, there are no critic reviews. There are no audience reviews. This film is like, it's like, is this a real film? Does it exist? Does anybody know it exists? Which is, like, tragic to me because... Uh, grossly underrated and underseen. Um, I went to IMDb and there are 318 votes, but it has an average 5.5 out of 10, which is way too low. Um, There are 28 out of the, out of that 318, 28 or 10 star. Um, Most of them, I'm looking at the average, most of them are like, 24% 24% and 22% are five and six. So that's where like almost all of the, or a bulk of the reviews are. And, and like I said, when I was reading reviews and stuff and I was skimming, most of what I was reading is like that this is meh, that this is fine. It's average. It's okay. And I just feel like it's way more than that. And that's very yeah. disappointing. Yeah. And 16 one-star reviews. So again, just like I said on Camp Blood, where 16 people were like, this is 10 out of 10, perfect film. 16 people were like, this is an absolute piece of shit with no redeeming qualities whatsoever. I, who are these people? Who are these people? People who want, want to be spoon-fed. I, I mean, it's not like this is a very complicated film. Like, it's very, no. it caters, it hits all the, like, everything you should want as a horror fan. I feel like but it you, you still job. You still need to pay attention and use your noggin a little bit. And, you know, you have to need, you have to have a little bit of emotional intelligence, you know, and I don't want to spend another episode saying we're superior. Please but, don't. Well, <laughs> maybe it makes we, us sound like such dickheads. <laughs> maybe we, <laughs> maybe we saw something in it that a lot of other people didn't. I don't know. I guess. I mean, or we're both crazy and we just don't know what the fuck we're talking about. Absolutely. Possible well, you're too. definitely crazy since you sympathized with the, uh, kid a bad kid i i said very clearly oh my god fuck you i don't sympathize with you as the villain but the kid is more empathetic than you are i'm not a villain Mm. anyway (laughs) um all right so before we you have your theme ready for like don't tell me yet but you have your theme ready to unveil for mm-hmm. our next episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to talk about uh, very briefly? Do you want to hit a couple of uh, our recommendations when it comes to school horror? 
Yeah. Um, I can't really think of any, though, off the top of my head. Um, I do have a few if you would like me to go. Excuse me? I have a few if you would like me to go while you... Um, well, I'll tell you one thing. Um, later on um, in during the week, I, I did watch Black Rat, and that's fucking badass. That's really good. Okay, I might have to watch that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. You'd love it. We should. Um, I should have picked it because then we would have had a J-Horror double feature, and that would have been fun, but... Oh, well. Well. Shoulda, coulda. Um, but yeah, that, that was really good. I was really impressed with that. And there's another one, um, from, uh, after dark horror heart after, after dark horror fest about, a a bunch of students who are all nerds who, uh, I know this is really big help who like take revenge on the, on all the people who picked on them. I think it's called the final. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Okay. Okay. The final is another good one. Yeah, it is a good one. So what about you? So, you know, I was thinking about this in preparation for this, and I was realizing that some of the best horror films of all time are would be classified as school horror films that involve students, young people that either take place on school or involve like, you know, people of school age. Um, you know, like Halloween comes to mind, one of my favorites of all time. Um, but I was trying to think of a few that are just a little bit off the beaten path. Um, so my first recommendation is 2009's gleefully fucked up torture porn horror film from Australia, which let me just tell you, Australians do not fuck around when it comes to horror, sadistic no. horror. No. Um, but The Loved Ones, I consider a must see if you haven't seen it. Oh, I own it. Oh, my God. You so, would call that a, horror, a school horror? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She wants them to take them to prom. I mean, they're. Yeah, yeah I think for sure. Um Super sadistic, nasty, gloriously brutal. Uh, if you like that sort of thing, it's fantastic. With um, an extra dose of cringe because the father and the daughter are. No, it's very, very cringy and also yeah. funny <laughs> and also fucked yeah. up. It's just it's so good. Um, For my fellow art house aficionados, I also recommend the 2015 supernatural psychological horror film. Uh, from Osgood Perkins called The Black Coat's Daughter. That is a really good one. Chilling, atmospheric, A24 film. Fantastic. Fuck you for thinking of that. That's beautiful. I would have thought yeah. of that. I'm, I'm really, I'm really good. Oh, it um, is. It is really good. I love it. I love that scene where. Uh, uh, don't give it away. The, the, the main character is talking to Kieran. Um, what was her name? Kieran. Anyway, Buffy. The Or the. Yeah. The, the vamp, the slayer chick, the blonde chick. She's like saying something like, I want to help you or I want to keep you company. And she just sort of turns to her and says, it's too late for you. And then she goes, turns around and goes back to sleep. That's, that was really creepy. I thought she was awesome in it. Yeah. It's a good, Shipka, good Kieran and Kieran Shipka. Yes. Um, okay. Third, this is, I need to preface this and say, this is not a very surprising choice. Because I think as of right now, it is considered a cult classic, but it was not a cult classic when it got released. It was very badly maligned, woefully underrated, misunderstood. Um, and that is Jennifer's Body, which I consider a damn near perfect film. A wickedly smart piece of feminist filmmaking. Love yeah. it. Uh, fourth, I am a big 90s horror fan. And 1998's The Faculty is wildly fun with a brilliant cast, if you haven't seen it. 
And then I'm going to end, and this is why I said, hmm, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to end with one of my favorite films of all time, which okay. we briefly brought up in our conversation about, uh, shit, what was that film we just talked about? What was the name of it? Signal 100. <laughs> Signal 100. Um, 2000's brutal Hunger Games predecessor, the Japanese gem Battle Royale, okay, is yeah, one I of my favorite films of all time. Um, the reviews I did see about Signal 100 are like, well, it's very similar to Battle Royale, except not nearly as good. And look, I just, it's one of those things like don't compare things to Battle Royale. That's not fair. It's not fair to any <laughs> other film. Um, and and I, if I have to compare it to Battle Royale, I would say, yeah, that's true. It's not nearly as good as Battle Royale. Um, but it is quite good. But Battle Royale is fucking phenomenal. It is so, so, so good. So um, a lot of people. You know, I've know never seen it. it? Oh my God! In heaven above, it's uh, it's essential, absolutely essential. There's the, the problem with that is that there's like all the releases of it are these like fifty dollar like you know slip case four disc sets, and I, I can't if like if there was a if there's a version that's just the disc in a in a in a shell, you, you know, know casing, I'd buy it. But I mean, it, there's. It, I will say, if you stop spending $25 a month on Abaddon photos that you don't need, then you could easily afford a lovely release of Battle Royale, which will change your life. So just keep that in mind. I know. Okay. It's like Abaddon photos. Like, I only have $4 million, I need $5 million, and I can't Couple live without thousand. it. So I get it. I get it. But I'm just saying you could think about that. Maybe take a little break. From the Abaddon photos and buy a Battle Royale release. Anyway. It's like, that's like saying, Jamie, why don't you take a break from oxygen and Sour Patch Kids for a little while? If hmm? if you if you <laughs> ever did decide to invest in this gem of a film, I promise you will not regret it. I promise owning it will change your... You will, you will feel like a better person for having seen this <laughs> film and having owned okay. this film. I'm, I'm okay. not exaggerating at all. It is a... It is a goddamn masterpiece. From I mean, yeah. I mean, I've heard everything about everything about it. I know it's a great movie, but I, you know, you just you can't watch everything. But you, you know, you, unlike you, you. no, you watch. I, I do this, like, I do gotcha. this all the time. Like, I have no, I have a website where I'm like, I review films. I own a website. I or own. I guess I run a website. I review for Rotten Tomatoes. I go to film festivals, and I still think you watch ten times more shit than I do. I don't. I mm, okay. Anyway, we don't need to argue about this point. That's our show, and we will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you. I need your help with it, actually. Oh, Christ on a cracker. <sighs> That's I know. Oh. I, 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 I caught myself there for a second. I was going to make a joke, but I, I stopped. Was it actually uh, going to be a joke or was it just going to be something you say that you claim as a joke that is? It not? was going to be something I claim as a joke, but might have actually right. been interpreted as offensive. <laughs>